I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we'll be talking about how we can hear God speaking to us. And our scripture comes from John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. All right, well, let's dive into this. You know, there are many ways that God speaks to us and it's different for everyone. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. You know, for me, it started through reading his word. You know, I've read the Bible many times, and I can honestly say that I get something different out of it every time I read it. The reason for this is as we grow in God, we mature in our knowledge. So the deeper we go, the more we learn. God's always communicating with us. We just need to learn how to recognize the different ways he speaks to us. Laura, what about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and God's spoken to me through dreams, like pretty much all my life. Whenever I'm trying to make a big decision and I'm praying about it, many times God will give me a dream to illustrate in some way, how I need to think about it. Other times, he's given me dreams to help me in areas of my life that need attention. That's good. Like, you know, That's for cool. example, I was <laughs> I was having these weird dreams, but I, I kept dreaming. Aren't dreams always weird? Well, most of the time, <laughs> they are. Yeah. And it's it's hard to figure out. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. But I was having these dreams where I had the urgency to go to the bathroom. Like, in every dream, I had to go to the bathroom. Wow. I, I'd typically be in a, a public bathroom. And I needed to find a place where I could go and I'd get to the bathroom and either the bathroom stalls were hard to fit into, like they were really close together. I'm like squeezing my way in there. Yeah. Or there was a crowd of people around me or it was an open bathroom where there were no stalls whatsoever, no privacy. Wow. And in each scenario, I I wasn't able to go and be alone, you know, to be able to go to yeah. the bathroom. We all just want our own <laughs> yeah. private space. So, you know, you know, you may think this is kind of a crazy dream, but after many dreams like this, I realized there's a pattern here, you know, and, and it wasn't just, uh, this wasn't just dreams that were given to me so I'd wake up and go relieve myself in the middle of the night. I mean, these were dreams that had a pattern. So I, I could see that God was trying to get a message across to me. So I found through one of my dream resource books that I used that it said that in there, a public bathroom is a place of cleansing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and since then, I, you know, was always in a public bathroom setting. I needed, you know, to go to the bathroom. So I took that clue of it being a place of cleansing, and I prayed over it, and God revealed to me that I needed to take the time to be alone with Him privately wow. and spend time, yeah, meditating on the things in my life that needed cleansing. And then he began to bring things to my mind that needed to go, you know, things I needed to get rid of in my life. And after I took that time to recognize these areas that needed attention and spent time in confession and repentance, the bathroom dream stopped. That's awesome. That yeah. is really And this is neat. just, that's just one example of how he's spoken to me through dreams. I've got 14 dream journals <laughs> <laughs> full, yeah, of documented dreams where God spoke to me about hundreds of different things. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that, Laura. <laughs> Have you gone back and tried to figure out the symbols in all those journals? Yeah, well, I'm working on it. That is a work <laughs> in progress and a, and a book to come. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Susan, what about you? I can hear God in the depths of my heart. It almost sounds wow. like I'm talking to myself. Yeah. So 
I can relate. What he has to say is profound. I don't mean profound like a long philosophical speech, rather because it has a lasting effect afterwards. He waits, however, until I'm ready to hear what he has to say. He waits for my willingness to hear and engage. That's cool. Yeah. This is very challenging in our culture today, right? Yeah. yeah. We're hyper-stimulated 24-7. Our culture shouts noise all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. As much as we're willing to sit with God, we need to be willing to shut the noise off to engage. Yeah. We even came up with a word for doing more than one thing at a time. Multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of a deep respect for God, I don't choose to multitask during my time with Him, and I wouldn't want someone doing that when I chose to spend time with Him. What exactly is quality time? How would you want to spend it with the one you love most? You know, I want to interject here because you said that you made the comment about multitasking, and and when you're with God, you shut everything else out, you know? And I can say that when I'm in my room, in my prayer corner, I do that. But there's other things that I do during the day that my daily decrees and de- declarations and things like that, that I feel like that I've always got noise in the background. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving him that devoted time. And I, I think I'm feeling conviction over that. I, I feel like I need to give him that time because here I am giving him my daily decrees and declarations and I'm not honoring that intimacy, that, that private time with him. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to, I, I need to change that up. Your full focused attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important. It's so important. Yeah. Yes. The distractions take away from what God wants to show us or reveal to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because the past 22 years, I've made it my number one priority to have that intimate prayer time with God. It's so important. That's why I get up early, you know, in the morning when there's no distractions and it's dark typically and it's quiet. There's not even sounds of cars going by. But I try not to let anything get in the way of that time with Him. So going in and being alone, you know, with God allows me to enter into His presence. But in turn, everything going on in my head or in my physical body will change for the better when I spend that time with Him. I ask Him to align my thinking so that my thoughts going through my head come into alignment with His thoughts. Yeah, that's good. And He'll give me, you know, thoughts that aren't mine, but His. They didn't originate with me. You know, they're not like your thoughts that you're just thinking up. I feel like when I do this, it's a renewed mindset that comes over me, and it changes my whole perspective on how I see certain matters I might be thinking about. This is how he speaks to me in my thoughts. Yeah, I loved how you said Uh, that. Yeah, it's really good. good. You know, one-on-one time with God for me is very similar. Sometimes I just want to sit and be with him, and other times I'm worshiping or speaking in tongues, just praying. But every time I'm with him, it requires me to shut out the world completely and just focus my mind and my heart on God. So, you know, I was talking earlier about the distractions and, and the multitasking. Again, when I'm in my private time with him, that's what I do. So I think that the other things that I do with the Lord during the day, some of those things require me to just get alone and shut everything off. Mm-hmm. It's just so important. That's when the intimacy comes in. It allows Jesus full access to my heart, and the connection is unbreakable. You know, I just came up with the term, selfie thoughts. Wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we've got to get rid of those selfie thoughts. Yes. All those about our false self, you know, yeah. worrying about things. and That's it's, good. Yeah, opens wow. the avenue to write up. For me, I think silence and one-on-one prayer with God, the silent times spent with God, they bring an awareness to me all through the daily activities. That he's in absolutely everything. everything. Yeah. I read the Bible and I study and meditate on the Word. The Word is alive. It can speak to me in new ways every time I read Scripture. 
However, I need to be attentive, aware, and actively engaged in the actual Word of God. Right. Right. Think about any relationship you guys have that is super close or intimate. Do you stop and listen, for example, to your best friend while she or he is talking? Or do you go right on talking over your friend or keep asking them things but don't actually wait to hear and heed what they're saying? That's good that you point that out because I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've got my own thoughts in my head. I'm rolling the, through those things. I'm trying to listen. Now, I, I've had been told that I'm a good listener, but I'm still guilty of shutting off the person that's speaking to me and just going through my to-do list, you know? Yeah. I think we all ha- are guilty of it at some point. It's like multitasking still in your brain. Yeah. Even though you're pretending to give your full attention to that right. person. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it, this person wouldn't be your best friend if, mm-hmm. if you did that. Yeah. We're, you know, we're attentive to those we're close to. We feel worthy with them. Respect them. Have fun with them. Yeah. Enjoy them and care for them because we like and love them for who they are. Yeah. If, okay. however, <laughs> I have monkey mind going on <laughs> and many things to do or think about, I know that I might need more time in silence to allow those thoughts to pass through and become more at peace to be able to hear God. This takes real discipline. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've begun asking God what what's on his heart each day, you know, instead of just going to him with my to-do list, yeah. you know, I the honey-do we list. I think all guilty of that <laughs> yeah. when we first started out our relationship with God yeah. is take my to-do list to him, Lord, asking him for here's things. my list of prayers today. I need this, I need that, yep. <laughs> I need you to do this, help me with this, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, you know, we we really need to, just like Susan was saying, you know, engage with God like your best friend and give him the due time that he needs. Yeah. And then you can go to him and, and talk to him about some of the things right. that you have on your heart. But yeah. my my routine in the mornings is to just spend time in just worshiping and praising him and thanksgiving. You know, he says in his word, come into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. thanksgiving yeah. And so there's an order you know, that God wants us to have when we come and worship Him. So that's how I come to Him in the morning. I I praise and I thank Him and I sing to Him. I dance to Him. I love that. I love love to dance. I never thought about this before in my past, but in the last three or four years, I've been dancing to the Lord. And as I do, I kind of see myself, I just kind of see it in the Spirit, really, is me just dancing in His court. And He loves that. It pleases him to yeah. see me dancing for it's him. Fun. And I just love yeah. to give him pleasure first rather than looking for things that will satisfy me. And you we, know? Can, we can give firsthand testimony to that because sometimes before we start our our podcast, Laura gets us up. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, let's sing and dance before the Lord. Let's get into it. And it, it. <laughs> just brings in his joy and just changes the atmosphere for us. So yes, it thank does. you for doing that for I us. I always think of that announcer, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and we're singing joy to the yeah. world. <laughs> okay, we don't have to sing for everybody. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But yeah, so that's how I spend my time in the morning. I just want to tell him I love him. Then I get on my knees in prayer. And at that time, I spend time thanking Jesus for all that he's done for me at the cross. Uh, I mentally fix my mind on everything he went through and suffered, like the passion you know, of Christ, that he suffered in taking my place. And at that time is when I take communion with him as I take the bread and the juice. I'm remembering everything that he did for me at the cross. Yeah, I want to touch on that too, because you know, 
you told us, oh gosh, how long was it? Susan? She told us maybe a month or so ago that she does, she takes communion every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that. And that's not something I did. Mm-hmm. So because you've talked about that and how important that is and how it's important for us to remember what, what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. So I yes. do that now. I, I do, do that. Too. I do it. I can't say that I do it every day. I'm, I'm working on that, but I do it several times a week at least now. And yeah. I'm going to get to where I do it every single day. It just changes the day for me. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't something that I just decided to do. It was something he told me to do. Yeah. And I felt like it was all during the pandemic. And he was telling me to take communion every day right. as as an act of obedience, but also yeah. an act of protection. Yes. Uh, and just and coming into that. alignment yeah. You know, with what he's done, his blood, his body, and we're to be like in service to the Lord in the same way, right. you know, for his kingdom. But yeah. uh, it's changed me. Yeah. You know, it does, I it refocuses tell. my attention every I day. I tell it's doing the same for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus on it more. So thank you for that. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I just focus my attention on kingdom thoughts, you know, rather than myself. I focus my attention on what he wants what the church should be like now, you know, and to bring him more glory. And I think about what he wants me to do to glorify him more in my life. And lastly, I ask him the question, you know, what's on your heart today, Yahweh? You know, what does the Spirit have to say to the churches, to your bride, your sons and your daughters? I'm asking for his direction. Right. You know, and then I... the same thing. Do you? I started doing that too. I've been doing that for about a year now, but I ask him, that's the first thing I do when I sit down with him just like you, you know, just when I get all my praise and worship out, what's on your heart today? Mm-hmm. Father, what do you what do you want to reveal to us? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's okay. at that time I have to, to be able to receive what yes. is on his heart. I kind of had this routine in my mind that I started years ago is to be able to quiet my mind. I just, it's like drawing a blank slate. I see like kind of a black chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself, but because I grew up with blank chalkboards, yeah. you know, in school. But I see like a blank slate, black chalkboard. It's cleared. There's nothing written on that board. It's just clear. Right. And then I focus my thoughts only on hearing his thoughts, not mine. And I wait quietly until I hear his thoughts. And usually I'll hear like one word, and then it becomes like the first sentence. And when I hear that first sentence, I get up at that moment off my knees, and I grab my journal and pen, and I write down what I just heard. And then I wait, and I hear him speak some more to me. And then I keep adding those words and penning them in my, in my journal. And you know, the first time that I began doing this about two years ago, I was really blown away by all that God had to say to me. And I spoke to God, and I, I got done with, I had like three or four pages written. I'm like, wow, God, you have so much to say. And he said, I'm always speaking, but my children aren't always listening. And, you know, like in that moment, I was filled with awe and wonder and also regret that I had wished I had started this a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, I also know that God brought me to this, you know, for such a time as this, because this was all during, you know, it was started in 2020s when I started doing this. So it was all during times when the whole world was struggling. Yeah. And so, you know... I believe he has me on this podcast right now just to share these things with you so that you can learn how to better commune with God. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I just, and I, I wanted to touch, too, when you talked about how you get up off your knees after you hear that first word mm-hmm. and then that sentence. And it's similar for me. And again, it's been for me in the last couple of years, too. It's just I will sit there, and as I'm praying and as I'm worshiping, and I hear a word, and it turns into a sentence, and then I will go and get my pen, my journal, and I'll start writing. 
And, you know, God speaks to me now through visions, mm-hmm. but he also speaks to me through music, sermons that I listen to, or while reading God's Word. Sometimes he speaks to me through someone I know. You know, I've had a couple of occasions when someone I don't know has walked up to me and spoken a word of encouragement to me that I know came from the Lord. Because I've been pursuing a deeper relationship with the Lord, I'm learning to know his voice. Mm-hmm. And he'll speak to me throughout the day. And actually, I've come to expect and depend on it. What about you guys? Y'all? Do that too as well? Yeah. You listen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps me get through those tough days. Susan, what about you? What are some other ways you've heard God speak to you? Well, as you mentioned, Kathy, another way to hear God is through others. Yeah. Most especially other people, family, friends who are also on a walk with Christ. What's really interesting and exciting is when you meet up and have similar confirmations of God's love when you weren't even together. Some people refer to these as God winks. Right. Right. Um, Also, I can hear from God through a child. Children are really good spiritual directors. Little antennas. I know. I love that. But their sense of wonder displays an openness, a trust that is so similar to the wonder I feel about God and how he speaks to me. Yeah. I also can hear from God through a person who's suffering and just be there for them when they're hurting, just as God does for us when we're hurting. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the counselor in you. That's the beauty of, of, of what you do. That's your gifting. Yeah. There might be a person begging for money and God nudges me to give them some, or maybe what they really need is an opportunity to talk and be encouraged. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yep. love that. Yeah, or even just go and buy them a meal instead of a handout, you know, of, yeah. of money. Just just yeah. Even what they, Yeah. Yeah. Unity. Unity. Meet real needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can hear from God in nature. I can hear him in a bird's call. I can hear him through threatening tornadoes and know that he's there for me. In fact, he's there through it all, good or bad. That's our God. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can hear God in traffic. I could be in a huge, <laughs> <laughs> huge oh, hurry goodness. and hear from God, let the person in. <laughs> We're all laughing because we know. Yes. Okay, I've got my own thoughts in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I, I even have a picture of a street in my mind right now. Yeah. Which one that happens oh. on a lot. Um, I can hear God in the excited whimpering, prancing around and wagging tails of my dogs when I arrive home. Or the beautiful hummingbird. That visits my friend Laura's window while oh, we're eating lunch. Yes. I have a hummingbird feeder right by the window where we eat at the table. So. And that hummingbird comes almost every yeah. time. Where they, we're we're eating. He's eating. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I, I also can hear God through my husband's support when I venture on something new, and he always provides the support and faith when I'm in fact trembling. Mm-hmm. He even backs it up with scripture, so I have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring the God card in. <laughs> okay, well, I want to tell you guys, I want to share something about, um, you know, these girls know, but we are huge movie buffs. Yeah. And but we're sitting right now, and we're recording in my media room, which is full of posters, posters. from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. we, we love Lord of the Rings, huge fans, and Star Wars. Got had Star Wars, but oh, yeah. but yeah, you know, my husband he likes to take me out for my birthday, and he knows I like to go to dinner and a movie for my birthday. And he went to take me one time to go see when the two Lord of the Rings Two Towers first came out. And you know, I was watching the movie, and I was really into it. And it was the scene in Two Towers; it's the Battle of Helm's Deep. And Helm's Deep was a place that was built inside the the side of a mountain where the Kingdom of Rohan would go and take refuge when they were being attacked. 
And it was supposed to be an impenetrable, like, fortress. And I was very caught up in the emotions and the action that was taking place. And the scene was building up where they were strengthening their forces and lined up along the walls, you know, of the fortress. They could hear the army of the evil orcs and the creatures marching towards them, you know, to attack. And they finally... It's scary, right? Yes, it's very scary. And these (laughs) orcs are ugly. Yeah. And, you know, evil. And so you just feel the evil. Yes army approaching you know and they finally make their way all the way up to the walls of the fortress because it's you know it's building the tension in the movie too right so you know these were this was like a massive evil army sent to destroy the innocent families and children in the kingdom of rohan because you know even they show a scene of the children the the women and the children huddled underneath the fortress in the caves below um, and they can hear all the sounds they can't see anything because They're down below, but they can hear everything. So it again builds more tension. Yeah, mm. I and would I'm, have left the theater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I see. I love that stuff. You yeah. know, that's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> and I was watching, and there was this great amount of fear. You know, that uh, came over you. That right? came up inside of me Ooh. because I struggled with. I had a huge stronghold of fear yeah. in the past of of Satan himself, of right. the enemy. And so this movie kind of drummed up all that kind of same emotion, you know, where I was fearful of the enemy. Right. And as I was watching the mounting scene, you know, play out in front of me, all of a sudden, it was as if an angel was standing right behind me, or God, and like he was right behind my theater seat all along. And he kind of bent down. I remember it was like on my right side. He bent down in my right ear, and he whispered, but my God shall supply all of your needs. Like it was a forceful yeah. sound. It was powerful. Yeah. Like it's you need to understand you something. Yeah. First you knew oh. that it yeah. was God, and then it was just a message in it. It was the scripture. Yes. Because, you know, God's word is alive, right? Yes. And so right. when he spoke it, my God shall supply all your needs, you know, his voice immediately snapped me out of that intense moment of fear and spoke a resonating truth to my, to my mind and my spirit. I, I knew in that moment that God, when he spoke it, that the Holy Spirit or an angel, whatever it was, you know, was there to remind me that there is nothing I, I never need to ever be afraid of, that God would not provide a way out for me or equip me to handle it. Amen. That is so good. Yeah, and as soon as I heard that word, it was like an instant understanding, um, and I immediately began weeping and just sobbing Aww. and crying right there in the theater, and my husband looks over at me <laughs> sobbing, and he's like... Are you okay? (laughs) Here she goes. I just shook my head and I said, I'm okay. And I whispered to him that God just spoke, you know, in a powerful way to me. And of course, you know, he just shook his head like, okay, honey. (laughs) Because he's used to God speaking to me like that all the time. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't it? it, Isn't it cool how he speaks to us when we just know that it's him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add in there, I can also hear God through music. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I learned while taking piano lessons, that there can be an expression in songs Oh yeah. in which one part sounds like a question and the next part sounds like the answer. A really good example of this is Serenade by Franz Schubert. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sometimes the question's loud, other times soft. Sometimes the question is soft and the answer is loud. I guess it depends on what we're asking. There's so many different ways God speaks to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about whenever you heard the angel, whatever it was, but my God shall supply all your needs. Mm -hmm. That was not a soft, that was a firm. It was a loud answer. Yes. But in a a powerful way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. You know, I agree. You know, I also want to say that I'm constantly talking to God throughout the day. Do you guys do the same thing? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's just a it's that relationship thing, you know? Right. He's omnipresent. He's with me all day everywhere I go. So why not? Why not talk to him? He's there. He's. We know he hears and sees everything we're doing. So why not? He loves it. And it helps me stay calm in stressful situations. And if you're struggling with how to hear from God, I want to reference a couple of books that helped me when I first started out on this journey. These books helped me tremendously. The first one is Waiting on God by Michael Van Vleiman. Good book. Really such good. a good book. And the other one is The Power of Imagination, Unlocking Your Ability to Receive from God. And that's by Andrew Womack. Yeah, is it Womack? really good. Yeah. Womack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These are both really great books. So that'll help you get started in how, how to hear from God and, and just know that your mind and your imagination have a lot to do with that controlling those thoughts and, and mm-hmm. getting into that place with him. So Yeah, sanctifying your imagination. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's what he talks about. And I also want to point out that the more time you spend with God, the more you seek him, the more your heart aligns with his, and you'll begin having your own experiences with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Our God is absolutely amazing. Yes, he yes, is. He is. Yeah. All right, well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, We hope we were able to help you understand that there are many ways that God speaks to us. (laughs) And we want to close with this scripture from Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. And then you'll understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. Yes, and before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. And also, please subscribe. We'd appreciate it very much. We want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into your today. Please email us at puretruthpodcast3, the number three, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes, and please visit our websites, kathyzaka.com. ChosenToWrite.com and SusanOffen.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.